Amen. Once again, all these have volunteered to serve on Christmas Day using their talents and gifts. Let's give them a round of applause. Man, just so thankful for them. Blessed for them getting here a little early, getting going and everything. Uh, I just want to take a few moments. I know some of y'all are excited to get home and do your plans for the day. I know my kids are excited about that wherever they are. They're over there. Uh, I know they're excited about that. Um, but you might be traveling this, uh, this holiday season, and some of you may be going to maybe, I don't know, Florida, or one day you might go to South Florida. And if you do go to South Florida, and you're walking along the beach one day, and you come across a tree that looks like this. If you come across a tree that looks like this, you might see that, oh, it's got some fruit growing from its branches. You might admire its beauty. You might admire its shade being hot in the sun there in Florida. And you might think, oh, let me go take a seat under this tree, try a little bit of its fruit, and just relax. But don't do it, no matter what, under any circumstances, because the tree that you're looking at is not what it seems it's called the manchineal tree. Some of you have heard of this tree. And this is not an exaggeration. Poisons and toxins are coursing through every inch of this tree. The tree has milky white sap, which can cause blistering or something much worse, like death. The sap is present in every part of the tree, the bark, the leaves, and the fruit. I got a picture of the fruit right here. It almost looks like a nice little green apple or something. But the fruit has the potential to cause severe damage to your insides or even to kill you. When ingested, they say, the fruit is reportedly pleasantly sweet at first with a subsequent strange peppery feeling, gradually progressing to a burning, tearing sensation and tightness of your throat. Symptoms will continue to worsen until you can barely swallow solid food because of the excruciating pain and the feeling of a huge obstruction in your throat. It's poison, no matter what part of the tree we're talking about, has the potential to be fatal. So don't do it. Don't go near it. And I bring this up because like the manchineal tree, you and I have a poison coursing through us our veins, our DNA, our very selves. Its effects on the cosmos and our lives has been damaging. It has been lethal. It's known as sin. All of us have sinned. All of us are bound by sin. All of us are found in sin. And as a result, we are dying. We are perishing. Not just us, but all creation was subjected to this bondage and decay. Even current cosmologists would tell you that the current universe is dying. It's perishing. We have sinned in us. As a result, we are dying with a poison, with no treatment, with no cure. But Christ. But Christ, Paul says in Galatians 3, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. He then quotes Deuteronomy. He says it's written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who's hung on a tree. He did this because of his mercy, his grace, his holiness. He also did it because of his love. 
For God so loved us. By this we know what love is. God proved his love. He demonstrated his love that while we were still sinners, Jesus laid down his life for us. Yes, all of us are sinners, like sheep who have gone astray, dying in our sins. But God has provided a rescue from our very selves, in and through a someone, a someone who has the power and the authority to take away the venom, the poison, the sin. The person who has the power and authority to heal us, to change us, to transform us. And his name is Jesus. It's who we celebrate today. The arrival of the Son of God, the arrival of the Son of Man, the arrival of Emmanuel, the arrival of the Word, the arrival, even as Jesus would say, of the bread of life, the bread from heaven. And we see in Exodus, right, when, when God said, hey, I'm going to give you manna, so to speak, bread from heaven. He said, on that day, you're going to see the glory of the Lord. We have beheld, as we read in John 1, we have beheld the glory of the Lord in and through the bread from heaven, who is Jesus. He's the Son of Man, the Word, the King, and the Lord. And as Charles Wesley once wrote, Come thou long-expected Jesus, who is born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. Release us and let us find our rest in thee. There was a girl who was dirt poor, absolutely had no money. And she was the youngest of 14 children. Imagine that. We're struggling with three, right? But imagine 14. 14. And she grew up in this low-income French-Canadian family. Her father earned around 160 bucks a week to support his 16-member family. The father owned this piano bar. And what the girl did to try to help the family, she tried singing there a couple times to raise a bit of money to help the family. Over time, everything changed for that young girl and the family. When she composed a song, this little girl self-composed a song, and it ended up, long story short, on the desk of a music manager. The manager, when reading through this self-composed song, was so moved that he was just weeping. He was so moved that he mortgaged his house to pay for her first record. He then began coaching her and continued coaching her all throughout her life. He would end up marrying her. And Celine Dion is now worth $400 million dollars. She was literally brought from the valley to the mountaintop, from insignificant to significant, from rags to riches. And that doesn't even compare to what God has done for us in and through Christ. In Christ, God takes us from the valley of the shadow of death to the mountaintop, insignificant to significant, not in and of ourselves, not because of ourselves, not because of what we have done, but because of who Christ is. He's taken us from rags to riches, from sin to salvation, from death to life, from darkness to light. As the psalmist would write in Psalm 18, my God turns my darkness into light. And he does this in and through the light of the world who is Jesus. And Jesus came and he gave his body and his blood for us. 
to become the curse, to become sin, even though he knew no sin, to set us free and to rescue us from the poison of sin, to give us hope, peace, joy, love, new life, to be born again, not of the flesh, but of the Spirit, in and through him. And so for those of us who have partaken of his flesh, who have believed in him, Not only does he give us the right to become children of God, as we read in John 1, but we're also called to remember. To remember why he came. To remember him on that tree. His body for us. His blood for us. His life for us. So what I want you to do right now is just grab your elements. Go ahead and grab your elements. Again, if you did not get a chance to pick one of these up, we have them in the basket back here on the table, right out here these doors. If you're upstairs, they're right outside in that lobby, or they're right out in the lobby over here. Go ahead and grab your elements, and if you've never seen this kind of setup before, the bread is on the top. So go ahead and just peel that top layer and just take out your bread. Peel that top layer and take out your bread. And as you're holding that bread in your hand, and that cup is near you, again we're called to remember his body given for us. His blood poured out for us. And Paul also calls us in 1 Corinthians 11 to not partake of this in an unworthy manner. And some of us, as we approach this time, maybe we've been living in sin. Maybe we've been neglecting the Lord, not walking with Him. And so what I want to do right now is just, I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. And if you have something to confess to the Lord, you confess it to the Lord. Repent. Don't partake of this in an unworthy manner as we remember and celebrate this. So let me just right now just pray for us before we partake of these elements. Father, we come to you now. Lord, if we have something to confess, we confess it right now. We repent of it. You tell us that if we confess our sins to you, that you're faithful and just to forgive us those sins. So Lord, we confess them, we repent of them. Give us pure and holy hearts and minds. Fill us with your spirit. And Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus the free gift of new life and salvation in him. The wages of sin was death. We were dead. We were perishing. But you gave us new life. You gave us hope. You gave us peace. You gave us joy. You gave us love in and through Christ. You gave us new birth. We thank you for that new life. And so we ask, Lord, now that if we have something to confess, to repent of, Lord, that you would forgive us of that. May we not partake of these elements in an unworthy way ways. We remember and give you thanks for Jesus' body and blood for us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Now take your bread, and Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians. He says, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You can now take your cup.
And again, you'll just peel this back. And Paul goes on to write that in the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. On this Christmas day, as you gather with whoever it is you're going to gather with, or whatever it is you're going to do today, even if you're by yourself, take time to continue to give God thanks and to celebrate Jesus. For He has set us free. He has given us hope, peace, joy, and love. And as we preached in this series, He's coming again. The first Advent reminds us in built in us anticipation and expectation for the second advent. So be found walking with the Lord. Be found living for the Lord. And so I'm going to invite the, the team forward as we just have not a real formal invitation, but as they lead us in a song, I just want to conclude with Charles Wesley's words again. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and our sins, release us and let us find our rest in thee. So I'm going to ask that you stand with us as we sing this song and make that your prayer. Lord, thank you and give me rest in thee. And so sing this with us. And if you have a decision to make, you need to come talk to me. I'm going to be down here in this first pew. You come down during that time as we sing, O come, all ye faithful.